What is up, beautiful people? It's your host, Casey Brown here. (laughs) I felt like I was at a, a live event here while I'm staring at my plant in front of me that's holding up the computer screen. And I may or may not have smashed the plant on the ride back to Rhode Island, but it is thriving, in case you were curious. How are we? I'm so excited to be back on the microphone with you all. I have missed. I have missed it. I have missed it. Um, There was just a meme earlier today and I was like, wow, this is actually me. But it was like, what the kids that got uh, talks too much during class on their report cards, like what are they doing now? It just is me. Me, 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 right? Like I like a microphone in my hand. I teach people. I talk loud. Like it is who I am. And we are um, proud to be those kids that talk too much in class because we've used our gifts and our abilities as we've gotten older. (laughs) But I'm so excited to bring to you guys. So I will do an episode. uh, You're probably like, where the heck are you? Where are you living? We will be, we, me and all my friends, I will be doing an episode about what brought us back to the lovely Rhode Island and kind of just touching on what the last five months have looked like. It has been a journey, both like physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, all of it, all of it was tapped into during this five months. Um, and it all really comes down to making decisions, making hard decisions making decisions that make you happy um, and things are are regulating. That's the word I've been using. We are regulating. We are finally getting our feet back on the ground. We're moving into an apartment in a couple weeks. I'm so excited. Um, so we will talk about all of that and how Corey and I are doing, coming together even more than ever during this time um, has been a really awesome Uh, silver lining in this whole process. So um, he's doing well. I'm doing well. We're regulating and we're excited for to see what our future holds in this beautiful little gem of a state. Um, With that, actually wanted to, (laughs) this is just such a seamless, seamless, uh, if I could even continue to talk, a seamless transition. There we go into today's episode, I couldn't be more pumped to, I think the timing of this episode is beyond perfect. I was introduced to, we're going to be talking to Megan Sumrall today, and she is a time management coach. She has a podcast. She's on Instagram. She works with people one-on-one, groups, modules, all of the above. She was introduced to me through my girl, Jordan, who was one of the earlier podcasts that if you haven't listened to Jordan's amazing story, please go back and find it. She was my high school soccer captain of our our soccer team, and her story is amazing. She works with these amazing people like Megan and sends me emails, and she's like, you've got to meet these people and have them on your podcast. And honestly, I told Megan, she came into my life at the most perfect time. She, her goal and mission is to help women find work-life harmony. Say that again. Work-life 
harmony, not so much the balance because balance is very, very hard to achieve, but a harmony of things coming together in your work and your work life and your real life, right? Your other life that's outside of work, finding a harmony of everything that you need to get done in a day, everything you want to get done in a week, everything you want to get done in a couple weeks, there is a way that we can find harmony. And that is a beautiful place to be. That word just makes me feel at peace, happy, calm. Harmony is is that word. And so she, when we were talking, it was so needed, especially I'm going to use my, I use myself as an example, this whole episode, honestly, is for someone that works in an industry and I absolutely love and am passionate about what I do, being a personal trainer, working with people, coaching people, training people. It is what I freaking love to do. And I'm so happy that that is my job, right? That I get to make a living of doing something that I freaking love to do. But in a business or even at work, it doesn't even have to be you're running a, owning a business. It's we are in a people-pleasing environment. You want to make your clients' lives better. You want to, you know, show up for them. You want to be there for them. You want to be, you know, an empathetic ear to listen to what they're going through and what their journeys are. And with that, though, can you can lose your own boundaries. Boundaries is the word of the year. But lose those boundaries because you are so worried to make to make everybody else happy that you put your own things on the back burner. So like, for example, if, you know, a client is like, hey, can we switch to this time this day? But you already had something planned that you were about to do, but you give them that slot anyway because you don't want them to get upset. And in reality, will they get upset? 99.9% they will not, and they will move on with their life and you will find another time. But in our brains... We need to say yes. We need to be there. We need to drop everything that we were going to do to accommodate everybody else. And the actual beauty is in the boundaries because the more that we set up boundaries for ourselves, the more that not only will we be then respected, but then it also influences other people to set up boundaries for themselves. And if someone does set a boundary with you and it makes you feel uncomfortable, like, oh, like how dare they, you know, set this boundary or whatever may come up for you. It's normally, that is normally an us thing that we need to figure out, right? It's normally not against that, you're that person, they're not coming at you. They're literally standing up for themselves and what is going to work for them. And it's just something that we need to respect, honor, take a step back and realize, damn, I probably need to set more boundaries in my life And that's why a boundary can make you feel uncomfortable. And I think that this conversation is so much more than just putting bullet points on a notebook and her sharing how she, you know, organizes her work-life balance and her time, her work-life harmony and her uh, time management coaching. There's so many overlaps in this conversation between personal training, people-pleasing, Maybe you're at your job and you're afraid to stand up for yourself. You're afraid to have a conversation. You're, there are so many nuggets of wisdom and information in this episode that you will get something out of this. And 
then I will shut up. But another thing we talked about too was I'm not, I mean, I'm a mom of a dog, but is mom guilt and feeling that you can't, you know, go work out because you have mom guilt or you can't go work on your computer because you have mom guilt. And she talks about her very honest story about um, working for herself, then getting married, then having a daughter and what that transition looked like for the different hats that she wears. And it, oh my gosh, it opened up my eyes to things that I would have never even thought about. And I think that this conversation is so needed. Even if you think you got all your shit together, we can all learn from Megan and how we can find more work-life harmony. And even if you are a stay-at-home mom or you you don't work right now, you don't have a job, right? Quote, unquote. Um, you will get something out of this because this isn't just about boundaries with work and what that looks like, but it's also just showing up for ourselves and what we can do and how we can implement these times into our schedules that will help us live that work li- live that work life harmony is what I'm trying to say. So before I mumble over any more words, I am going to get right into this episode. Make sure you look at the show notes to follow Megan everywhere that she is. You are not going to regret it. She's awesome. She's one of my people. We're so excited to have met each other. Let's go. Hey, I was all nervous. I'm like, I need dumbbells and exercise equipment. I'm not ready. Oh my gosh. I'm totally forgetting that. So this is obviously my go-to room all the time. Right. right? And, uh, I totally forget that I use it for zoom workouts at least once a week. So you're probably like, I was not signed up for a workout. I was like, I'm I'm not, I'm not ready for it. (laughs) I'm not ready for this. Oh my gosh. I love you running here. (laughs) I know Jordan forgot to tell you you're actually working out today is what we're doing. So we actually talk while we're working out. That's how we, well, I'm going to tell you, you get the most out of people when they're moving. So I swear that's true. That's true. I swear by my clients, it's a therapy session when they're working out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. I'm so happy to meet you. Like anyone that just keep showing up, anyone that Jordan is all like, good. Meet them. I'm like, okay. Yes. So uh, yes, I would love to. Um, so I start, I just start recording. Cause this is such like a, I just love the natural conversations. Like I, I will do an introduction before and give all your biography and you're the same way. Talk. Like we just, yeah. Chat. We just chat. And I love that. Um, so yes, Jordan and my, my listeners will know because Jordan did a podcast with me early on when I started podcasting, I had to have her on. She was my high school soccer captain. So we went to the same high school. Okay. Yes. And if you can imagine, she was obviously our captain of the team. So which makes sense. Yeah. No surprise. So Jordan, obviously then I've seen her, grow into what she's doing. And she's seen what, you know, what I've been able to do. And together she sends me amazing contacts and she'll be like, you need to have this person on the podcast. And I trust Jordan like with my life. So I'm like, okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> perfect. That's like so I pre-screening right there. Well, Jordan said so. So here we go. Yeah. Every single person that I've had on has been completely like not even changed just my life, but people that have listened, like it's there. I mean, her connection, she attracts 
yes. the people that, yeah. So I'm, I'm just so excited to chat with you. So if anything, we're in a rental right now. So if any like Wi-Fi issues come up, just let me know. You are my first episode of 2022. Cause we've been, we've been moving. We've been this whole thing. So I haven't had a chance to visit with Mike. So I'm excited for it to be you because of everything I read about you, I'd love for you just to talk about what you do, who you are. Um, and then everyone that's listening will see why this is such an important topic to be chatting about. So yeah. take it away. <laughs> so, um, I'm Megan. I live in Cary, North Carolina, which is like 10 minutes from downtown Raleigh. Uh, and actually my, what I'm doing today with my life, I'm on a mission to provide every woman work life harmony. And what I mean by that and how I do this is through all things time management. So I have a proprietary time management system. It's called the top planning system, time management organization and productivity that I, I like to call it the only feminine planning system out there because it addresses the realities of the completely integrated life that we as women have now that wasn't the same 20 years ago. And I tackle that and I take an approach that I call the, the bottom up instead of what most kind of productivity experts teach, they take a top down approach, which I just don't believe works. Um, but of course I did not wake up one day and or have passions as a young girl of helping women with time management. Um, my okay. background is actually in the corporate IT software space where I spent over 20 years of my life. I loved it. Um, and the, the real parallel there is I would go into these large software companies and kind of throw away all their systems and processes and design processes to help them manage their software better, faster, cheaper. And over the course of my life, I got married later, started a family later. Um, and when I became a mom and was juggling a career in motherhood, like all the old school systems I used for managing and planning my time, they just stopped working. Like I was in a perpetual state of exhaustion and overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So I had a very pivotal moment one day when a, a woman at the park, my daughter was about three said, Hey, you know, we're just chatting it up as we do in the South. She says, what do you, <laughs> what do, you do for fun? And I, I literally didn't have an answer like no answer. Mm. And I didn't realize that I had stopped having fun. And I went home that night, kind of had a minor mental breakdown in the closet. Cause that's where we go when we hide from mm -hmm. family. And I was like, what happened? Like what happened to my life? And so the irony was I did this for a living. So I'm like, take yourself on as a client, Megan, let's scrap this and rebuild our systems and processes and friends started noticing, family started noticing, they're like, you look happier, you know, you look more well-rested. I started getting invited to speak at local women, corporate networking groups about how I'm juggling, you know, all the things. And about two and a half years later, I was like, this is my calling. And so I left corporate completely. And I've now built an entire business around helping women achieve real work-life harmony. Oh my gosh, that is that is beautiful. And there are so many things I wrote down during that. So if I'm writing notes, I promise I'm not being rude. I am writing some, some big points you've pointed out. Um, it's so true. I feel like we, so many of us end up in a passion of something that we've experienced. So I feel like that yeah. is where so much of 
like, so I'm a personal trainer, right? So I, I've had a history with bad relationships with food and fitness in my life and, and, and have a background with that. But then I came out on the other side of like, I want to help people not go down the path that I went down and it becomes that experience. And for you, can you, um, can you explain a little more of the top? I love that. I love that. And I, I guess for me, I feel like honestly, Megan, I'm going to be calling myself out this whole podcast. This couldn't be coming at the most best time in my life. I really think that if we can use any as an example, like we, I can be like your mock trial, um, you know, person here, because I feel that I was connected to you at the most perfect time for selfishly myself. But I also think that people will be able to put themselves in my shoes when I'm asking you these questions. I feel like I got that email and I was like, this is me being called out by the universe to handle my own time management stuff. Right. Um, so I'd love to, if you could explain before we move on how you were saying you go from the bottom to the top and other places go top to bottom. Can you explain the difference between the two? So here's what typically happens when you go to, and I, I'm, I have a love hate relationship with the word productivity, because I think the way what people consider productivity is like, who gets the most done today, you win. And Mm. for me, productivity is, I want to make sure you get the most important things done in a way that doesn't stress you out. I'm not, I'm Mm. like total anti-hustle culture. So when Mm. you go to these productivity or time management workshops, because believe me, I've been to probably all of them, (laughs) 99% of the time it starts with, all right, where do you want to be five years from now? Like, let's get a, let's get a vision for your life. And now we're going to set goals and you get all inspired and you get all motivated. You're like, yes, I'm in alignment. Yes. I have my dreams and passions. And then you get home and the reality of your life smacks you upside the head. And it's like, when the hell are you supposed to have time to do any of that lady? Like you are booked from sunup to sundown. And so it leaves women with this sense of perpetual failure or almost like just defeat, like, forget it. I give up. Or what I see a lot is we, and this was, this is where I was guilty. I kept doing that. Oh, it's just a stage. This is like the next phase of life. I'll have more time newsflash. It's never going to happen. So I want to meet people from the bottom up where instead of, we're not going to start on where you want to be five years from now, we'll get there. But first we got to clean up your day-to-day life and get you out of this state of wake up, make the list of all the things you wanna do today, gentlemen, start your engines, race against the clock at night, they're not all checked off so you go to bed feeling like a failure and you rinse Mm. and repeat. And so Mm. we gotta get that cleaned up, the bottom down in the weeds, so that when the time comes to have that conversation about, hey, what dreams do you have? What desires do you wanna have? Maybe you wanna start a new fitness program. Now you have the tools in place to know exactly how to get that into your calendar. So you can be empowered to learn how to do that. And I think people think that time, you know, being able to manage your time well and being organized is something you're either naturally born with or you're not. And that is not at all true. It is 100% a teachable skill. I am living proof. I actually had my mom on my own podcast to tell all my listeners, like they all sent her questions in because, and she came on and was like, no, Megan was a procrastinator hoarder hot mess, (laughs) which was really what my mom would also say the same. (laughs) 
Um, but it's, I, I want that. people to hear that because they hear I'm a math major. So like, oh, you're type A, that comes natural. Mm, no, because how I'm managing my time now was I used 22 years of training and expertise on how to break down systems, how to identify bottlenecks, how to restructure things. Like this is something that don't beat yourself up on if you're bad at it, because mm. chances are you've never been taught. And a lot of the systems that worked great 20 years ago, before the onslaught of technology that we have today, they just don't work anymore. Mm -hmm. I love that because as much as, you know, I'm in the fitness space, it's like, even when you say, what's your five-year plan or five years from now? And in the fitness industry, I feel like it's such a parallel because it's like, okay, what's your goal five years from now? Like, okay, I want to be X, Y, Z. And then we forget, like I have, and this could be similar. It's like, I preach the consistency over time. So I'm like, it's not about being freaking perfect every day. It's about being consistent over time. And those days in that five year, those are what gets you to five years. So exactly what you're saying, it's hitting in both worlds. And also I'd love to point out when you said, cause I think I personally, like I said, this is, this is like you and I like therapy session here. It's like, I, I have totally put myself in the category of, oh, I'm just naturally not type A. So with like, for example, I use my sister-in-law all the time. She's amazing. And she'll laugh that I use her as an example, but I have always been like, oh, my sister-in-law, right? Like we both own businesses. We both have done, you know, our own thing. She is writing down their meal prep every week, writing down, you know, I'm a calendar girl too. I'm a very visual human, but it's, it seems to me that it just comes very natural to her, like type A, oldest child of the family, blah, 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 blah. And then there's me that my mom would also be like, they call me Hurricane Casey in my house. Like, it's like, <laughs> you, you know where Casey's been. Like I've come in the door, I put these here, then I go to here and I, and I don't often close a task before moving on to a next one. Do you think yeah. that that's, do you think that those tendencies are, almost like exacerbated now based on the world that we live in? So a hundred percent. And first out, you know, I love that difference of you and your sister-in-law. Cause like my, I have two older sisters. My oldest sister was like born coding Excel spreadsheets, more or less I yes. think she came out of the womb, <laughs> like filing things. So, I mean, a hundred percent. Yes. There are people who are having natural proclivity to organization and all of that. But being organized and meal planning and all of that still doesn't mean that you're necessarily managing your time well. Mm -hmm. So I think people confuse organization. Oh, if you're naturally organized, I work with so many women who you would walk in their home and everything, you know, everything has its home. It's completely organized, but and their calendar is quote organized, meaning they've, they've got their list and they know where the things are, but they're perpetually exhausted and overwhelmed because they're not planning it and structuring it in a way that gives them any space to breathe. So I just mm. kind of want to make sure people realize they're similar, but they are different. Now, those, those natural proclivities of like, I mean, this sure has happened to you. You walk upstairs, like, oh, I got to go get the scissors upstairs. You walk upstairs, you go into the room and you're like, why am I here? Like, I literally forgot what I was walking. 
Literally, I just did that before the phone call. I walked in there and I looked at my husband. I said, what what was I coming in here for? Yep. Yeah. And this is a lot of people call it mom brain, but you don't have to be a mom to have this happen to you. Um, And this is tied back into what I was talking about on the world today is so different from 20 years ago. We are bombarded incessantly all day long with distractions in a way that we just weren't 20 years ago. Again, I'm a lover of technology, but the fact that we walk around with computers in our pockets means that, and most people, if they don't know how to set their phone up for success, their phone is at them all day long, making noises and sounds and flashes and, you know, dinging and donging. And I love to teach people. I I say, my phone doesn't talk to me ever unless it's Mm -hmm. an emergency because I programmed Mm -hmm. it that way. But this onslaught of information and then this desire that everyone feels like we all have to go electronic. We've got to be paperless. We've got to whatever. So we're trying to run and organize our lives on a teeny tiny little, what, maybe three by six screen of information. It's no wonder it doesn't work. So I, I use a paper planner. Um, There is there is a space for digital, digital planners. And I've got, a, you know, I'm, I'm not an anti it, but if your lifestyle is one where you're not in front of a big monitor all day, you've got to have that paper planner. And if you get the right systems and processes in place that teach you how to shut out distractions, how to control interruptions, And then how to get that ticker tape that we all have running through our head of nonstop. I got to remember to do this. I got to remember that wakes you up at two in the morning of the, oh my God, I forgot to get the birthday present for the party this week, right? If we don't have the tools in place to get that out of our brain and have storage systems in place to know this is where I go for that information, we ping pong around all day long you know, one fire drill after another. Why did I walk into this room? Wait, what was I supposed to get at the store? And it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. And I, I am, it's interesting because I don't work in front of a computer all day. I'm a much, I'm an in-person trainer and that's where I thrive the most is in person. Right. Um, so when I, I can tend to feel like I have my, like, you're like, I have my big old planner right here. Like I am a written planner. I write all my, my, my trainer, my, my each client, I write every day what I'm doing with them. Like I'm very, uh, visual when it comes to those things and anything in my phone. Like if I have a doctor appointment or whatever, if I have to quickly throw it in my phone, that's fine. And then I go back and I write it down. It gives me a lot of anxiety actually to keep, things in my phone to keep appointments, to keep whatever. But at the same respect, my phone is my communication to all of my clients. So I'd be interested, maybe like a tip or something from you that would be, I have tried, I have tried, uh, every different kind of apps, different kind of things to, uh, schedule clients so that they get a text reminder. They get what that's not from me, but it, it, to me, it is so hard to do. It's almost extra work because I'm going in, they text me separately. Hey, we schedule every week might be completely different. Hey, my, I work with a lot of nurses, their schedules are all over the place and I'm flexible. So are they, 
but it's like every week's different. So if I have a text message thing, they come in for me, then I would put them in my phone. Then it would send them a text. It was like extra steps that I was like, this is actually making it really more worse for me. Like I feel a little, so I wonder for you, and I do want to touch on another emotional aspect of that too, but for someone like myself, where my text is my form of communication, my text is my form of um, confirming appointments. It's scheduling every week. Like, are there any, do you have other clients that have similar life? Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, I am not, I'm not anti-phone. I'm not anti-text. It's, it's a communication tool for me as well. Um, first let's touch on the scheduling aspect. So this is where like I use Calendly, which I think a lot of people use. There's Acuity. There's a couple other platforms out there. And the reason I love those is I get to tell Calendly when I'm available and when I'm Mm. not for people to book sessions with me. And I get to put 8,000 boundaries and rules around that. So for Mm. example, if you were to like, I get to make sure that I'm never booked back to back for multiple hours because that's not good Mm -hmm. for me. It's not good for my body. It's not good for my bladder, (laughs) all the things. Um, And this is where technology can be really powerful. So um, I set my clear boundaries of this is when absolutely no one can book time with me, which means it's very small windows. But then if someone goes and books that 25 minute slot, it automatically blocks the time before and the time after it. So Mm. that I know I'm not, so this is where like finding a really, and then that will, once someone books that appointment, it goes on your calendar and then Calendly handles all the automatic reminders for people. Right. So that's where I think leaning into technology to help you with that is, is great. Now, when it comes to communication and, you know, I get people in my DMs asking questions, all of that, I have set times of the day that are for me to sit down go to my messenger devices, the ones I've chosen to use that I allow people to access me at and say, now is my time to return, you know, client information. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing it all day long, the minute a message comes in, right? And so this, and these are just some of the strategies that I really help people help teach people on creating these systems and routines. And they're going to be different for everybody because the inputs of your life are different than the inputs of my life. But I like to kind of give the frame of mind of the the time management system that I teach people is think of it like the machine. You're going to put your inputs in there. They're going to be different than mine, but the machine's going to process it. The tools you're going to learn are the same, but then what it's going to spit out, namely what your plan for the week looks like is going to be very different than my plan because our inputs are different. But what Mm. makes this so powerful is you know, five years ago, my life looked very different from today, but the systems and tools I use to plan and manage my time are exactly the same, but the Mm. inputs and the outputs look very different. So when you can find and, and really learn how to lean into learning techniques, tools, and systems that will evolve as your life evolves, that's what sets you up for success. And it, it's incredibly powerful. And there's so many relationships to health and wellness with this as, as well, right? Um, every time you're talking, I'm like, wow, it parallels into so many yeah. things because it comes back to like 
know, I would say to a client, well, you know, prepping food ahead of time is an act of self-care because we need to take care of ourselves. We need to that, like we think of self-care as like sitting in a bathtub with candles. And I'm like, no, prepping Did food you for yourself. To last, my last week episode, I was bashing the word self-care. I love that. Oh you my gosh. I love that. No, I didn't. Oh my gosh. But I should, because it's like, we're switching our mindset into what that actually looks like. And for me, like, you know, we, if you have a busy day, I'm at the gym, then I'm home and I have a, a block of time where I usually am getting things done, prepping, you know, eating like things that I need to do for myself to be a better trainer, which things that when I was younger went out the window. Cause I was like, Nope, I need to be there for everyone and have a crazy schedule. And now I'm like, okay, no, I have a block in the middle of the day before I go back to some evening things. Right. But it's for that, I started to switch the mindset into eating, eating a meal is literal self-care, like is literal having the food prepared for myself. But people don't see always things like that. For me, what you're talking about is an act of self-care. It's how you're taking care of yourself to, to structure your day in a way that, like you said, doesn't leave you exhausted at the end of the day. But I'd love um, to touch on your systems and processes. That might be a very loaded question, or I don't want you to give away all your secrets because people- well, I mean, I couldn't because we'd have to chat for exactly. several hours. But <laughs> Because the, people can work with you on this. Yeah, the key, like the foundational system that um, we start at in the program once we get your inputs all organized, right? We talk about everyone's got different inputs. What my, what my constraints are on my life, what my roles and responsibilities, they're different than yours. But there's a way that I teach you of let's get it all centralized instead of like, if I were to ask you, hey, what do you have going on this week? If you have to go to seven different places to pull together information, well, I've got some stuff in this notebook, some on the back of that envelope, some in this paper planner, some on my phone, like first we get kind of those uh, repositories or storage areas set up. But then the first place we start, the first system that we learn is weekly planning. And it is the foundation that then we build and grow on because the way I teach how to create your weekly plan. And notice I said weekly, not daily. You will never hear about daily planning from me. Now I'll teach you how to pivot when things happen because um, life happens, right? What you're supposed to be doing, you get the emergency phone call. We talk about how to handle in the moment pivots, but foundationally it's, it's learning how to create a weekly plan that allows you to align the things you have to do ideally to the times of day that allow you to do them more efficiently. But the real like secret sauce in the way I teach weekly planning, the whole purpose of it isn't to structure and outline every second of your day. It's to give you clear visibility into understanding realistically, how much time do I actually have to work with today? Because most of us only put those appointments on our calendar, right? I'm meeting a client mm -hmm. at one. I've got an appointment at three. I've got a book podcast call at 10. And then what do we do? We create a list alongside it of 97 things that we think are magically going to get done in between those appointments. Yep. Well, my weekly planning process prevents all of that. So mm -hmm. yes, we're going to capture those appointments, but I teach this idea of blocking off what I call unavailable time because we all have it in our life, the parts of your day where you're awake, you are very busy being busy, 
but because it doesn't go on your calendar, it looks like white open space. And so we unrealistically think we have so much more time to work with. So like one example in my life of that is from six to eight 30 every morning, I am super busy, but nothing on my task list is getting done. I'm getting kids up. I'm cooking breakfast. I'm packing lunches. I'm driving to school. I'm walking the dog. I'm getting showered, right? Like that's two and a half hours of my day that normally wouldn't go on my calendar because it's not an appointment. And then same mm-hmm. with the afternoon. I've got a large chunk of time every afternoon, every day. I'm kind of like, I don't know what the hell I was just doing, but I'm exhausted, but it's yes. pick up activities, homework, getting dinner prepped. Like if I don't acknowledge that that time is spoken for, I unrealistically expect that I'm going to do 10 times more than I can. And then I beat myself up at the end of the day for not getting it done when it was physically impossible for me to get it done. And Mm -hmm. so this is where really empowering women to have a, a system in place that clearly shows them, here's what you have to work with. And when we have that, it, it gives us the power to make really smart choices on what we say yes Mm -hmm. to and what we say no to with our time. Mm. And it's, it's boundaries and boundaries galore. Yes. Oh my gosh. And that's something honestly that, so I love, this is a (laughs) really good pivot because I have a really, or a lead into, I have a question that, um, so my friend and I were just talking about this yesterday, and this goes exactly what you were saying. Um, we're in, so we'll just keep using myself as an example. So I'm in an industry that, and same with you, we are a giving industry. We are showing up for others. We are, you know, me, I physically have to be with someone to make an income, right? So I'm like physically with that client, that appointment means X amount of money. It, not that I obviously see only dollar signs because I, I love what I do. No, but, but you're in an industry where you are trading time for dollars. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. So the, so this is where I, so say for example, right. I have a, a lunch with somebody who we have an idea of that we're going to do together. Right. And they're a really, 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 really good friend of mine. So it's like we, and this is a total real life example. So she's one of my best friends. We were going to meet, we had a plan to meet for lunch. We, it was later in the week. It's Friday. We were talking about it earlier in the week. And then as my week goes on, things start to people's lives start to change. Like I just got a text from a client who's in high school. I went home sick today. Sorry. Right. So I'm like, what can you do? Like, I can't physically do anything about that. So there was a question from a client, Hey, can I shift my appointment to a different time because of their schedule? Right. And my instant reaction is yes. Sure. Cancel the lunch with your friend to meet their hundred percent. And it's nothing to do against my friend. It's, it's like, Oh my God, I need to meet their needs. And then I will text my friend and see if we can do a different time. This is where really good friends are really amazing to have because she was kind of like, Hey, I'm cool with moving. You know, at first it was okay to move the time, but then it was like, Hey, I kind of really like scheduled my day so that that time worked. And it hit me like a train. I was like, Oh my God, I did not intentionally mean to hurt your feelings or to think that you're less than it was just an innate reaction of a pattern of so many years 
of being like, absolutely, I will bend what I'm doing to accommodate the client. You know, at the end of the day, that this, like you said, time correlates to money. And so I would love to just kind of touch on that. And the question that we came up, she kind of sent me and I was like, oh, this is so great, is uh, the intersection of emotional boundaries in relation to time management and allowing others to control our schedules. And I think that that's why I said, I think you were brought into my life this week for a reason. Cause I was like, girl, you're not going to like, you're not going to believe this. I have a podcast episode today with a time management coach. She's like, Oh my God. Cause we literally just sure, take had notes, this girl. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. But I'm like, we had this real conversation of like, Hey, I love you. We love each other this, she seeing me not having a boundary and then it's yeah. affecting her schedule, which I never, that was never obviously my intention. So I would never, love to talk about it that. It never is. And so right. I love that you talked about the controlling your calendar. So one of the things I, I, you'll hear me say a lot to people is if you don't control your calendar, everyone else will. Mm. And so if you are not intentional with your boundaries on it, with your, here's what I'm available for this, here's what I've committed to for there. If you don't block that, and that includes, I mean, there's, there's spots, there's spots on my calendar that are just open as in do not book it because I need some time for myself. Mm -hmm. So every kind of every chunk of time is spoken for, not for others, but to make sure I have time for me, because if I don't do that, Every request that comes in, I'll, yes, yes, yes. And soon mm -hmm. I've opened up the reality that I am letting everyone else take control over my time because I'm not controlling it. Now, women really have a lot of us, and I struggle with it as well. We want to be people pleasers, right? Mm -hmm. And so in an effort to, and when it's one-on-one, -on -one, like this person cancels and it's your schedule only, um, and I had to have a very hard conversation with a very good friend of mine. I adore her. And I think one of the reasons why we adore each other is we are polar opposites. Mm. She is a, I don't, happy chaos is the best way I know how to describe it. Like it is every day is just happy chaos for her and her entire family. But we, we got into this vicious pattern of, hey, I miss you. I want to get together for coffee. Yes. And then I, because I have boundaries with my time, I need to nail that down. Like when it, no, not a next week, like, Hey, here's when I've got openings. And so we back and forth and then it would be, okay, well, I'll check in with you on Monday and see if that Friday still works. And then nothing happens. I get no response. And then Thursday night, are we still meeting tomorrow? I'm like, nope, because mm. that time is now gone. Mm -hmm. And so this went on for months. And so we finally, I just said, Hey, we got, we got to crack this code. Like we literally don't see each other because you want to kind of be loose and fluid. And I, if I'm loose and fluid, then that means I'm reserving my whole Friday for a maybe. And then opportunities have come up. I've said no to, and then you are a no go at the last minute. Right. And it, it, it great. It opened up the doors to an amazing conversation because she got to say, wow, I didn't realize that you were, you know, you have that much coming at you that you're planning, you know, that I need to plan that. But same, like I have clients, I have, 
you know, things that I, I have a, a job that's different from hers. But then on the flip side, she got to say, I don't ever want to show up and spend time with you if I'm exhausted and not bringing my best self to you. Mm. And I won't know in the moment or until the day before, if that's it. Mm. And so I was like, you know, it was good for us to see those different things. And I got to tell her, I said, well, maybe if you embraced, Hey, you know, I said, what about this? What if we commit to, let's have Friday coffee, more, you know, Friday or coffee, Friday morning, you then proactively know that you, you block off Thursday night or Friday morning to get the rest. So you can show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're still a work in progress together on this, but I think it's important to know, you know, me imposing my structure on her was very disarming for her, but her mm-hmm. imposing her lack of structure on me is very disarming. Like I can't function that way. Right. Um, right. And so recognizing that structure comes in, in different shapes and sizes but I think that the most important thing, and I love that your friend brought was, was honest enough and loved you enough to say, Hey, do you realize that by changing this, it has a ripple effect on me as well? Because totally. this is where I think when we, in an effort to please one person, we really need to take the step back and say, what impact am I potentially causing downstream mm-hmm. that pleasing this person might actually upset somebody else. And I, I know for me early in business, it was, you know, we're trying to grow a business, right? So we, we want to say yes to everything. We want to work at night. We want to do all those things. But when I finally realized this was not sustainable, I mean, I work four and a half hours a day. That is it. Yeah. I run my mm-hmm. entire multi six figure business in four and a half hours a day. Amazing. I don't work weekends. I don't work nights. And I take the summer off to be with my daughter. And it was a very scary place to step into because it was that lack of, well, then, you know, but, but what if I don't work for nights and those people won't be willing, but the minute I, I set up those boundaries, the right people find you and the people that really want to work with you are going to respect them because I found my clients were changing appointments with me all the time. Like it was this constant shuffling act. And as soon as I said, you know what? A way that I'm going to love myself and respect myself is by putting these boundaries in place so that I can be the person I want to be in all the other roles in my life. My business actually started like 10 hundred Xing itself. And I'm, I think that it's also showing other people like there is power in having this as well. And now they're, you know, together we're learning, we have to it's a form of respect. I always say managing, managing your time, self-management is self-respect at the end of the day. Oh my gosh. I could listen to you talk all day. That is, um, that is exactly the conversation that we had. And I think for someone like myself, that is so people pleaser my whole life. And so many people that I know, we talk about this all the time. Like, yes, we are people pleasers. Like we want people to like us. We want to be accepted. We want to be, you know, we all have the reasoning why we feel that way from prior experiences or childhood or whatever it may be. And, and so myself, much of it is stemmed in fear and we don't realize yeah. it. Cause it's like, I'm not afraid, but then when you dig in, it's like, Oh, I don't want to look bad. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to miss out. All of those are fears. Mm. And when we can really dig into that, 
And, and just like, I love, if I'm feeling weird about something, I'll be like, well, what will happen if I say no? Well, she'll get upset. Okay. So she gets upset. Then what? Well, then, then she might not talk to me for a couple of days. Okay. Then what? And, and usually it gets down to a, well, then nothing. Then we move on. Exactly. Exactly. And that even it's correlating into like just mental health, because like, I'm looking at a book right in front of me. I have a cognitive behavioral therapy book in front of me that my therapist and I use. And it's like these steps of like, okay, so if I say no to this or whatever the heck it may be, you can use it for everything. What's my scientific research that this is going to actually happen. Right. And I literally have to break it down black and white and be like, the world's not ending. Like if, especially if they're your friend and they know you for who you are, it's like, that's such a little, they're going to move past it. And so I think I was so thankful because at first, like you said, it comes to you and it hits you for me. It hits me like a brick. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a horrible friend. I don't, she's going to think I don't love her. It, it just starts. But then I picked up the phone I called her and I said, Hey, do you have a couple minutes to chat? Because I, I really want to like nip this in the butt because I want us to work through this because guess what? I'm feeling uncomfortable because I think I need to work. I need to be better at this. And she was very, she's also a therapist. So the way that she words things are, are very good. And she was just like, so exactly what you said with your friend that was like moving things or a little more, you know, fly the seat of their pants. And that's what she said with us. We're very different in that way where I kind of things last minute based on clients, based on life, whatever. And she's very structured. And so she said, you know, this changing made me feel X, Y, Z. And I was like, you know Not what? Important. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I said, okay, first I apologize. That is never my intention. I said, second, this is actually though, I'm so glad you brought this up because I need to own that. This is an area that I have wanted to work on, but I have kept pushing it off and been like, Nope, you're good. Casey, like each week's going to look different. And that's just how it is. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to be like that. I want more boundaries. I want, because that's going to show up in other areas of my life. I mean, look at like, let's say, I mean, right now I know I need to reschedule my dentist. When I call my dentist and say, I need to reschedule, are they going to shift 10 other patients around to see me? No way. They're going to say, guess what, Megan? Uh, The next open spot is eight weeks from now and you can have (laughs) 1.30 or you cannot come, right? Exactly, exactly. And so what I love about that is they they are, I mean, I hate it, of course, for selfish reasons, but- (laughs) There's, there's proof everywhere that you can have a thriving life and business with super crystal clear boundaries. Um, and I have a friend who I adore. I get, I get funny about answering the phone sometimes. Like certain people call, right? And I'm like, mm, that's going to be, that, that's a 30 minute or right? Like I can't do that hundred percent. Right yes. But I have a friend who, and I appreciate it when I call her, she will answer And if she's short on time, she'll flat out say, Hey, I've only got 10 minutes. Is this a catch up conversation or is there something you want to talk about? Yeah. I don't take offense to that. I love that she does that because if it was a question, I'm like, I just have one quick question. I ask it, I get off the phone. If it, if it's a, I want to catch up. I'm like, you know what? I really just wanted to catch up. When's, when's a good time to chat. She is, she has the most powerful, loving 
boundaries on her time and she controls it and does not let other people come in and control it for her. Yet she is one of the most respected, loved individuals I know. So it's, mm-hmm. I think we need to break this misconception that saying no and having boundaries makes us people no one wants to be friends with or don't want to mm-hmm. like, or that people will think they don't like. That's not the case at all. Do you think when you, when people, when someone has a boundary, right? And I think because this is so new for so many of us to have boundaries, like this is like you said, this isn't something that we're taught in school. This isn't something that, and no offense, I love my mother, but it's not, you know, well, and gender also, biases teach us the exact opposite. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, and my mom could sit here and be like, also feel selfishly, like help me because we all have these that we need. But do you feel that I found for myself when she set the boundary, it, I was, I guess for me, I was, I was proud of myself that I was aware that the reason I felt uncomfortable was because I had to work on it. It wasn't her, but is that like such a normal thing? It's like, if you feel uncomfortable, that's actually not the fact that you had that self-awareness is pretty powerful. Um, and I just, something tied with this that I just read the other day that kind of, or heard it on podcast kind of hit me upside the head a little, you know, we, we all have, or likely do have someone in our life that we feel like kind of sucks, like requires a lot from us, right. That if mm-hmm. we do say no to, they're going to get upset about because they, they require a lot. And it was an interesting, they were saying people in that place that, that are demanding a lot of energy and emotion from others it's typically a sign that they're, they're not taking care of themselves and Mm. they're going externally to get that. And so when we can recognize that, I think that empowers us to be able to say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't, I don't like you or don't respect you. It's just, I have to honor my boundaries because like, I know with mine, believe it or not, I'm a raging introvert, like Mm. real introvert. I have got Mm -hmm. to be alone to refuel. Mm. And when I don't honor that, I am not a delightful person to be around. Mm-hmm. And it might inconvenience someone for me to say, like when I used to travel and train a lot, um, I would train all day. And then there would always be the invitation for dinner at the end. And I yes. had, I used to say yes. And now it's part of my contract of, I will give you 110%. I know that's not a real thing. I was a math major. I know you can only give a hundred. <laughs> But at the end of the day, here are my boundaries. I will be alone for dinner. I have to. And that's how I'm going to show up for you again the next day. But, and no one's ever fought back on that. Instead, Mm -hmm. usually I get a lot of, oh my God, I wish I could do that. Like, then do it. 100%. (laughs) And you know what's so interesting? Oh my God, you're speaking to my soul, but it's like, I am such an external, I was born with energy. Like I just came out the womb and I was a wild kid and I have this group fitness. Whoa, like let's go. But on the other end, I am such a solo person when it comes to needing to refuel. And that's even something my husband has been like, he understands now. I mean, we've been together like 11 years, but it's like, if Casey goes away at night and I take in my computer, I take in my notebook or I take in whatever. And I just go away with my warm tea or hot chocolate. Like, just let me go because, and and this is something 
I teach people how to plan for that. How do you get yeah. that on the calendar if you need that? Because now my family, we just call it introverting. I'm like, guys, I need, I need about five, like mom's introverting. I need 10 more minutes. And Love it. But, but it's, we have these conversations around it. And I now have a 20 minute chunk of time every night after dinner that I go an introvert. And if I don't, it's not a delightful, you know, time for everybody for I the rest of that. the evening. But so much of time management is self-management and you mm. can't manage yourself if you are not clear on your needs, your energy levels. Um, part of the stuff I teach is doing what I call an energy audit to help you understand when are times of the day that are better for certain tasks, worse for others. Now, sometimes sometimes things are put on us that we can't control, but in as much of it as we can control, the more we can learn about that and then learn how to manage ourselves as we manage our time, that is what just unlocks that ability so that when someone asks you, what do you do for fun? For the love of God, you have an answer. Yeah. Like, we all have an answer to that. Oh my God. And not only what that. do you do, but like tell you when the last time was you did it. Right. Right. Yeah, not oh like, oh, I love photography, but I haven't picked up the camera in seven years. No. Mm. I mean, and it doesn't need to be something earth shattering. Like I love logic puzzles. I'm such a geek, but I love like my latest is nonograms. I'm obsessed with nonograms. I I can tell you every day. I do nonograms for 15 minutes. So if you ask mm. me like, you know, Hey, I have other hobbies as well, but I make sure I can answer that question every day. What did I do? That is something that I look forward to that puts me in a good mood. That makes me smile. Oh my gosh. And I, oh, yes, everything, everything, everything. I'm like, this is so good. And I want to be mindful of your time. Speaking of time, yes. the one thing I just because I get this all the time. And if I didn't ask you, I would, I'm like, I would be so sad because I want someone, I think people need to hear this. I'm not, I have a dog, so I'm a mother to a dog, but Mine's right here. I, I know I saw it earlier. Like, hi, my husband like took the dog. I was like, go, oh, because she grabs every squeaky toy when I start podcasting. Oh, but yeah. I would love to know this is friends of mine, this is clients of mine, this is so many people. The mom guilt of giving yourself time. And I'm sure this could be a whole thing, but I was like, if I don't touch on no, this. I have I a, a perfect real life story to share on this because okay. it was a transformational moment for my daughter and I, my daughter's now 11 and a half, but this was about three and a half years ago or so. Maybe I think she was around eight and it was before I had boundaries on my evenings. And I had a call with a client at night and I was tucking her in. And it's like that, like you're just tiptoeing out of the room. Like you're, you're three seconds away from the blissful door shut and mom, you're like, <sighs> and she says, sometimes I think you like work more than me. Gosh. I mean, talk about a dagger to the heart. Yeah. You know? And in the moment I was like, yep. Worst mom ever like child protective services. Like I'm mm. a terrible mom, mate, you know? And I paused and I said, why do you feel that way? And she's like, well, sometimes like, I just think that you would rather be working than, you know, playing a game or something with me. And, you know, you, the, the, the brain starts going like, what do I say? What do I say? Because the truth of you know, the reality is, yeah, sometimes I would, because sometimes mm -hmm. playing Candyland for the nine millionth time is I'm over it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thank the universe or God or whatever you believe in for putting the right words in my mouth in the moment. Um, and 
I paused and I said, I'm going to tell you something you don't want to hear. And she said, what's that? And I said, sometimes I do want to be working instead of maybe playing a card game with you. And I want to explain why. And so I told her, and you, again, I got married later in life. I said, for years, I was just Megan. And just like you are you, you have hobbies, you have interest. I had a job, like all these things. And then I got married and my husband calls me Megs. I said, so then I became Megs, but guess what? Do you think that that means I stopped doing all the things that I loved and did? And, you know, did I change? She's like, well, no, I said, no, but now I became Megs and there were new things that got introduced into my life, but it doesn't mean that Megan disappeared. Then you were born and now I'm mom, but that doesn't mean that I'm no longer Megs and your dad and I don't have date nights. It doesn't mean that Megan goes away either because I have goals and dreams and desires that I'm working towards and work for me is one of those. Mm -hmm. And so I might have been working on a project for three or four weeks that I'm 10 minutes away from finishing. And in that moment, when I've just spent two hours with you, and now I'm going to finish this thing up and I say, let me finish this. And you want to play another game. Yeah. In that moment, I actually do want to work more because this is something I'm really proud of. And it's something that lights me up and, and fuels my fire. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, I, I am Megan, I am Megs and I am mom. I am all three of these. And there has to be space for all three of these to thrive in our family and mom can't always come first. Now, mm. did she love that answer? And did she go right on board and be like, that sounds great. I respect <laughs> you. Of course not. She's flipping eight, right? Yes. <laughs> but it has, it has revisited itself over and over again. And now that's language we'll use in the house. Like if I'm wrapping up something and she's finished, you know, she's finished up homework and it's, it's playtime. I'll be able to say, Hey, you know what? I just need to be Megan for two more minutes. And then mom is all yours for the next hour and a half. Yeah. But the key to making that work is I respect and honor those boundaries. So when I yeah. am being mom, I'm a hundred percent mom. Mm. That allows me to then step away and be Megan when I need to. But again, this all comes down to time management and mm. creating the structure and the place and the freedom that moms in particular, well, I mean, anybody, but since you brought up moms, we need that because we need to have pockets of our life where it is not revolved around the little people that would take every waking moment of it if we can. And that doesn't make us a bad mom. Now, am I guilt? Am I like, does mom guilt not exist for me anymore? God, no, of course not. Mm. I mean, all the time, but at now at least I have the tools and everything to to help me process through that when it happens, but you have a right to have a life outside your kids and priorities that don't relate to them. You do. And I I'll take that snippet and use it because I it, correlating so much of this correlates to so many areas, but correlating it to the fitness industry is your I moms, have those moms, your clients that are moms. Yeah. Have a right to have that fitness appointment and make it all about them for that hour. I mean, all about mm -hmm. them a hundred percent. And that's just so what I see. It's like, well, I feel guilty if I come twice a week because I have to then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, since I'm not a mom, I don't want to put on them. Hey, you need to do this. But that's why I wanted to ask you because I'm like this, their act of that, giving it to themselves is then going to help them be a better mom. Yeah, and this you is know, why I hate the phrase work-life balance. 
Mm. And that's why I say work-life harmony. When you're trying to balance, mm. you're doing that tit for tat. Well, if I come, if I come one hour, one week, as long as I'm making that hour up with my family over here, it's like, they're feeling like everything's got to be balanced and equal. You got to yeah. let that go because there are going to mm. be days, weeks, months, seasons of life where you need to lean into something way more and put something else on the back burner. I mean, if you have an infant, guess what? Yeah. You're mom in it 99% of the time, right? Mm. That's a season. There's, there's no stinking balance, but then mm-hmm. the things shift and move. And so when we can embrace this idea of, we want to have harmony, harmony, meaning you can be present in whatever you're doing without this, this spreadsheet or scale, making sure that everything's tit for tat with your time. You've got to let that go. I love that. And I appreciate everything you've said. And I like, again, we could talk for hours, but I would love, um, oh my God, I wrote so many notes. I, first of all, I want you to share where people can find you, how they can work with you. I mean, I'm like, okay, how do I sign myself up over here? But um, also I do love to have my guests just leave like my whole thing of true to you chats. I've said, be true to you on my blog post since I was in college, I've finished with sincerely never felt right. Sincerely Casey, I would always just say, be true to you. Like, and that always something that I have stayed true with. And so we always say you do you boo. (laughs) Yes. But that's what it is. So I would love just leaving. If you could leave with the audience, maybe like wrapping up everything you've talked about and you kind of just did with harmony, but maybe like your biggest being true to yourself moment for other people. And then obviously letting people know where they can find you and reach out to you. I think my biggest being true to me moment is allowing myself to enjoy the things I love. And this, and this comes with age, I hundred percent without giving a flip and flip what anyone yeah. else thinks. I am now the lady. If the song comes on in the grocery store that is singing in the middle, that the freedom to not owe anyone an explanation for why you love what you love like, mm. really. And it's, this, it ties back to, again, ties back to boundaries. Like if you tell someone, no, you don't have to give them a reason why. If I feel the need to, to dance in the middle of the grocery store, just, just do it. Do the things that, that give you love without feeling like you owe anybody a reason why stop, Mm. stop explaining yourself. You don't Mm. need to. I love that. I love that. Oh, so where can people find you? Where can people work with you? I will tell you the best (laughs) place that I think is super easy and is jam-packed right at your fingertips is I have an app in the app store, both Google play and oh, Android I love or that. Okay. Play and, and iTunes. So it's called the pink bee, no spaces. As you see, I have a love of all things pink, um, I, but your whole aesthetic I'm living for right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no spaces between the pink bee and what's great in that app. It's um, it's a dollar 99. It's not a recurring thing. It's just literally the app is just a dollar 99, but you get to see that weekly planning process. So it is jam packed with little mini training courses in there. So you can learn the foundations of weekly planning and then pull it out every week as you're like, I tell everyone, come plan with me. 
pull it out every week and remind yourself how to do your weekly planning. I've got a whole um, training in there on how to set up your phone so it doesn't distract you. I teach my three-step process I go through anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed to get out of overwhelm and back into action. Um, and there's new stuff rolling out. I teach everyone how I stay organized with only one notebook. So again, it mm -hmm. is, and all of me, you get all of that. And then every, I'm usually uploading new stuff every month in there that you just get. So that is, I think, the easiest way to really get started. And then if, you know, if you're a social media person, I'm just Megan Sumrall on Facebook and Instagram. So, and LinkedIn, I'm easy to find as Megan Sumrall everywhere. Awesome. And then your website, I'll, I'll link everything. Yep. That's below. just megansumrall.com too. So I love that. Super easy. And if you want to like check out information on the full program, like my time management program, it is, it's set up as DIY again, as okay. a time management coach, I want people to be able to do this at a time that works for them. And all the training is little bite-sized chunks. So you're never going to open up a video and see like, oh my God, this is 90 minutes long. It's like, Hey, here's 15 minutes. Hey, here's 12 minutes. So you can actually consume this. Um, but you can go get the lay of the land over that signature program, just at the top program.com. And it, it's awesome got everything you can see everything that's in there and and just get a little flavor kind of 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 what's in there as well. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was so good. So amazing. Thank you so much for obviously oh, coming onto the pleasure. podcast and trusting Jordan with our connection and um I will go ahead and stop recording and we can kind of, you know, chat after but um thank you so much and make sure guys to follow Megan on everything she is a wealth of knowledge I have about a page and a half of notes that I wrote during this so selfishly I'm so happy she came but I know that this will totally hit people that want to feel that they can work on this in their area of life awesome. so awesome thank you so much you're so welcome